My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the listener, to decide who ends up on our ultimate Mount Rushmore at the end of the episode. And this episode today is the Mount Rushmore of Jobbers. Joining me this week is my co-host, the often imitated but never duplicated, Brian. Enhancement talent, Ian. Enhancement talent, I know. That's not nice. I should be more proper. It's very disrespectful to call them jobbers. They have a job to do. And they do it well. In more ways than one. Counting lights. (laughs) The jobber. Brian, are you wearing a wrestling shirt today? Yeah. What are you wearing? I'm going to throw it back to the old school, man. I, I pulled it out of the closet, looked at it, I was like, ah, I'll just do it. My Bo Leave. Oh wow. Bo Dallas t shirt. Wow. That was a that was a big reveal there. You better believe it. Of a classic shirt. You think he's gonna come back to wrestling? No. No. I don't know. Maybe I mean, he was alright. Yeah. Was I thought decent. he was good. I don't understand why they didn't do more with him. Speaking of jobbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh I'm wearing my pro wrestling tees. New Brian Pillman shirt. I didn't know it had come out, so it might be a little bit older. But you didn't know it had come out. What do you mean? No, because I was on Instagram, Instagram, mm. and saw the artist that had designed this. And goodness, their name slips my mind right now. But uh, I saw the design, and I said, I commented on the picture, and I said, "Hey, this would make a really good T-shirt." And they said, "It is." When was that? <laughs> this was a couple weeks ago, I think. All right. Yeah. So you had no idea that shirt was... I'm shocked. I know, me too. You usually keep tabs on all things Brian Pillman. I I know. I let this one slip through the cracks, but I found it. I wish it was on a black shirt, but it's on a white shirt, and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. kind of looks like um, the They Live face, except not Oh, really. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. A little target there. A little bit of that. It kind of reminds me of the Watchmen too. I know you're a big Watchmen fan. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. What do you mean? What's what's the Watchmen? The Watchmen. It was like a graphic novel. It turned it into a movie, and I think it's like a TV series. Do I look like the type of no. person that sits home and reads novels? No, no. <laughs> I would have been very surprised if you said that you knew what it was. Oh, Jesus. Goodness, my goodness. So here we are, jobbers. Jobbers. Yes. Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> the Jabba. That's a good one. Jobber the Hut. Jobber the Hut. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of Jobbers. <laughs> it's been a while. The Jackhammer. It's been a while. We haven't done a podcast in a while. No, it's it's been a while. We, we took our winter break, and here we are. We took our winter break, even though it's dead middle of winter. <laughs> well, we took our Christmas break. We're back. <laughs> well, yeah, we're back. You remember that Jimmy Fallon? He did like a SNL character. He was a DJ. No. And that's how he would always. Jimmy do Fallon did it. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. 
That's uh, that's the guy I was on Fever Pitch. Yes. He yes. laughs at everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's man. him. I like Jimmy Fallon. So yeah, we're back. <laughs> he makes me laugh because he laughs. Yeah, at least he's. He was laughing dude. at throughout that whole cowbell skit. Yes, he was, and I think that helped make that skit. Like, yeah, oh, definitely. It's either that one or uh, Chris Farley. Matt Foley, the motivational speaker. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. With David Spade and Christina Applegate, they're laughing. So I guess if you if you laugh uh, during a skit, it'll make it memorable. Yeah, but like it makes Mostly. it makes well it makes me laugh at home. Too. Yeah, you laugh along with them. Or like the Jimmy Fallon Debbie Downer skit. <laughs> he was laughing all that. Yeah. Whole, was it Debbie Downer? Wah, wah, yeah. What was her name? It was, it was I Debbie think Downer. It was. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good shit. Anyway, Jobbers. 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 Yes. So. Our first list is from Pat R., the superstar. He gives us Iron Mike Sharp, Jim Powers, the Brooklyn Brawler, and Barry Horowitz. So let's start with Iron Mike Sharp, Brian. What comes to mind when you think of Iron Mike Sharp? If First off, if Iron Mike Sharp is not on this list at the end, <laughs> it is a complete travesty. It'd be a waste of time if he doesn't make the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Iron Mike Sharp is like the ultimate jobber, right? Why? Let's because he was Why? huge. He was imposing. Yes, he was. You know what I mean? And he made so. I guess whoever he enhanced, yeah, it made him look good because it's like, oh, if you can beat this mountain of a man, yeah, he must be pretty damn good. Even guys like you know, even though guys like. I don't know, Coco Beware probably beat him a time or two, right? True, You true. know what I mean? Yeah. Which is totally ridiculous, but he was just a big man. He, he who, made everybody look good. Yeah, he was yeah. very clean. I, I, yes, yeah. so he had this crazy OCD, and I think we've even talked about it on the show before, where he would spend hours in the shower after his match. Hours. Like, they'd be closing the building down and shutting the lights off, and you'd be like, I am in here! Right. <laughs> And, like, you know, his voice, he would get mad and he'd yell at the crowd and he'd yell at his yeah. opponent. And then, like, that that arm thing he used to wear. So, yeah, so he claimed that he had an arm injury and nobody ever thought to check. And he usually had, like, a foreign object in there or used it as a foreign object. But what did it matter? Because he never won a match. That's true. He, he did. <laughs> like, how stupid of a thing is that? Like, well, when he came in, like, when he first came in, he was managed by Captain Lou and he was kind of getting, you know a few victories but it never amounted to anything yeah so dude he's Canada's greatest athlete so he says so he is <laughs> and he's <clears throat> did you know he's a second generation wrestler too I did not yeah his uh, his dad and his uncle were a tag team no shit both wrestlers both wrestlers uh, let's move on now Jim Powers discovered and trained by Big John Studd Jim Powers was, like, he was a built like a brick house, man. Yeah, you would th- maybe if he had more charisma, or maybe if they give him the right manager. I don't know. Like, he was just a big dude, and I thought he had pretty good talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did a match in ECW against Shane Douglas, and, I mean, it, it really was what you would It's kind of weird. Like, think about it. You go to an ECW show. I mean, granted, it was 1994 before they really kicked off, but still... The big surprise to challenge your world champion is Jim Powers. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of a letdown because you see this guy lose all the time. That's right. Yeah, he's a jobber out in WWF, and you're bringing him out as this big, uh, this big surprise. Like, yeah. he wouldn't even be big at an indie show, really. No. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, Jim Powers, all right. Right. You know, whatever. Who cares? Kind of like, uh, well, when he when he first came into WWF, him and Paul Roma. The Young Stallions. The Young Stallions. That had potential, you would think. You know, two younger guys, two guys throwing, you know, good drop kicks to get the, get the fans behind you. Well, I uh, thought that was a good tag team, man. I used, to, I used to get up for them when they used to come out. Like, I'd get excited to yeah, watch the Young Stallions. Had, they never really did No, that. you're right. They didn't. Yeah. And uh, then he went to WCW. During the Monday Night Wars, and, and it was even worse for him. Yeah, like you know, he would be on uh, Saturday uh, WCW Saturday Night, and uh, yeah, he'd still lose, <laughs> make the occasional Nitro appearance, but uh, career jobber. Yes, and speaking of career jobber, the Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi, 
Yeah, that, again, that's the epitome of a jobber. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, like, it makes what makes these guys memorable is the gear and stuff. And I, I yeah, think, anyway. I mean, I think but, if you have, like, an actual character or something that defines you or differentiates you from other people. Right. They played their characters to the T. Yeah. I mean, and that might be the thing that Jim Powers was lacking. He didn't have a character. That's true. He was just, you know. Jim Powers. Jim Powers. The, just a young stallion. I'm Jim Powers. Name's Jim Powers. Right. Dad's name's Jim Powers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really much there. Maybe like uh, they had changed his name to like Jimmy P. Jimmy P, how you be? Right, yeah. Just, I don't know, who knows, Jimmy man. Page, though? Just Jimmy P. Jim, yeah. Jim Powell, Jim... Jim Page, Jim Powers, Jim P. No, I'm talking about Jimmy Page, like from Led Zeppelin. I know what you're talking about. Oh, whoa. Well. I don't think they would mistake Jim Powers for uh, Jimmy Page. That would be an unfortunate mistake. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> the... Oh, man. Brooklyn Brawler. Um, he kind of, like... It's weird because they faded him out as the Brooklyn Brawler, but then they had him do that Abe Knuckleball shorts... Jeez, man, I forgot all about that. And he was also called MVP oh, at one point. Yeah, yeah, he was the painted. I didn't know that was him. That was him, the yeah. Painted during baseball the baseball phase. strike. I had no um, idea that was him. Yep, and he was even doink at one point, too. Really? Yeah. For what? For what? For like, money. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a free sandwich. I thought he wore a home. I was, I was, no, like. Hey, I got the dunk <laughs> costume for the weekend. When did he we play <laughs> When did he play doink? Like at what few? It was it was during the babyface run. All right, so we played him a lot. Uh when all right because the first Doink was Matt Bourne. Yep. And then he got fired, and then it was Ray Apollo. Wait a minute, you know what? I think Brawler was the second Doink at WrestleMania Nine. Really? Yeah. I think he played him a couple other times too. Yeah, wasn't the second Doink uh, Skinner? Oh shit! It was Skinner. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because he made him shave his beard and all that. Shit, That's and then they right. Fired him. Yeah, and they fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's I'm fired and I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why did you shave your beard? Well, you want me to play Doink? <laughs> no, I don't like it. You gotta I don't go. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, he he played Doink at one point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, anyway, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> All right, I don't like the Barry Horowitz pick, only because he wasn't a career jobber. Okay, okay. Like he beat Skip, they did something yes. with him. You know what I mean? He yep. was in the program, which I guess deservedly so, because before that, he was the ultimate jobber. He was the ultimate jobber. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah, suspenders. Was, yeah, absolutely. Pat himself on the back for a good job. Yeah. Hey, that might get over nowadays, though. There would have been a problem if he wasn't in the, on this list at the end, which I think he'd still be there because people can just... They look, they say jobber, and they just relate to... Yeah, well, I, don't always go, always, I hope they don't relate to him. Well, I hope, no. I hope our listeners are winners. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love that when uh, Sonny would call him Barry Horriblewitz. <laughs> Speaking of Sonny... Oh, boy, yes. Sonny is... Uh, back in jail. Re- returned to her uh, winter residence. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. But, uh, what, do you remember Barry Horowitz was trying to teach Hakushi English? I remember the the storyline. Yeah, he was trying to um, try, like help him study to get right. his U.S. citizenship. It wasn't the song that. Yes. Oh man! With his stupid sparkly suspenders. Yep. Yep. He, uh, you know, he was trained by Boris Malenko. Malenko's dad I don't know that I didn't know that and he like started out in Florida Territory and all that fun stuff but uh and again another former WWF jobber that signed with WCW during the Monday Night War like why would Eric Bischoff scoop these people up cause he's an idiot he was, like, like they they, they had the name behind it I don't know it was WWE that's what he wanted he wanted that you know and he wants anybody from WWE. And that's really. the thing, anybody. Even Barry Horribleitz. Yeah. Alright, our next list here is from Mike the Wolverine. And he gives us Barry Horowitz, Moose Monroe, the Brooklyn Brawler, and the Italian Stallion. 
So let's start with Moose Monroe. You got any memories of Moose Monroe? Old Moose Monroe from the uh, the old Moose Club, the Elks Club. <laughs> he was a barroom brawler. He was a uh, the Elks. He was a Canadian jobber. I have no idea who it is. Well, he was from the seventies, okay. seventy-five to eighty-two, and really, that's that's really just this big. I look like a moose. Where did he wrestle? Did he wrestle for like WWF? He yeah, he he wrestled for Vince. Well, Vince Senior. And where would Wolverine find this these clips of Moose I'm, Monroe? I'm gonna guess maybe his dad remembered, because I know Mike the Wolverine does listen to the show with his dad. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe his dad had a hand in this one. Unless Mike is really, you know... Maybe he's Can you imagine big... he's related to Moose Monroe and he just never said he was related? To he this, probably like, old is. school WWF Listen. jobber. It's like, hey, I've been friends with you guys for like 10 years, but uh, I'm related to a WWF I, jobber. I would, I would hope he would have brought him over by now. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think Moose Monroe is alive anymore. <laughs> oh. oh R.I.P. Yeah. Moose. Yeah. Uh, any memories of the Italian Stallion? I know the Italian stallion looked like a Native American, but he wrestled <laughs> yeah. as an Italian stallion. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I was, I'm kind of disappointed because I almost expected you to do a Rocky impression there. Well, no. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to do it now. But I mean, he is no Rocky. There was only one American, one Italian stallion. <laughs> but uh, Italian stallion uh, worked Jim Crocker Promotions and stuck around for the transition to WCW but he broke the Hardy Boys into the wrestling business that's right yeah he didn't like he stiffed them money and stuff yeah so they would get paid 150 bucks per job he was prostituting them out yeah and he would take 100 dollars from each of them so they would only get 50 bucks (laughs) right so and, and look at them now what do you think the Hardy Boys think of them uh, well, they're probably thankful that he at least brought them into the business, but the fact that he was robbing them blind—well, not really blind—it was they were they were basically paying for the opportunity. They're paying a hundred bucks for the opportunity right. to be on TV. And then a lot so. of guys, like back in the day, that's how it was. A lot of guys, like Moolah did it, right? Yes, she, she did. was like the most infamous one for doing that. Yes. I once asked Jeff Jeff Hardy about what he thought about the Italian Stallion. I got an opportunity to uh, talk to him. You you asked Jeff Hardy? I did, I did, because I heard really? the story, yeah. You know what he said? What did he say? He stinks! <laughs> this whole place stinks. <laughs> there it is. Good. There you go. <laughs> All right, so our next list is from Danny and Dartmouth. It is S.D. Jones. It's a good one. Dwayne Gill slash Gilberg. That's the Brooklyn Brawler and Leaping Lenny Poffo. I take exception to the Lenny Poffo um, submission there because Lenny Poffo has a victory over Hulk Hogan. Yes, it, it was by count out, but still, a win is a win. Yeah, and he'll tell you all about it if you ask him. <laughs> The other ones, no, I like. I like the Dwayne Gill pick. Like that's the yeah. epitome of a jobber. Well, let's, let's let's start at the top. SD Jones. Uh, you got any SD Jones stories? Well, I mean, when you lose to someone in six <laughs> seconds, was it how many seconds? Eight. All seconds? right, so it's 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 debatable here. So WrestleMania one, King Kong Bundy, he beats SD Jones. From bell to bell, it was seventeen seconds, but they they said that night it was nine seconds. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It was a quick win. It was a quick win at the first WrestleMania. It was memorable for being a job. Yeah, that's my you know that's my biggest memory of SD Jones. When you talk about SD Jones, I think WrestleMania one and losing in nine seconds to King Kong Bundy. And he he was Andre's tag team partner <clears throat> against Big John Studd and Ken Patera when they cut Andre's afro. Really? Yeah. I don't even. I didn't even know that happened. And another crazy thing about SD Jones, he had two LJN action figures. Oh, the red and the yellow one. Yeah, yeah. the Hawaiian shirt 
and uh, yeah, the red one. It's just very strange. I mean, right. I guess, you know. Why make a variant of that man? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. But that's, I mean, he should be on that list. You would think so. Oh, no, this could be a tough list, Ian. I know. There's so many possibilities here. Yeah. Is it's going to be a fight at the end. Is the dirt bike kid on the list anyway? I can promise you that nobody picked the dirt bike kid. Damn it. I was really hoping someone would have picked him. So, like, how about the gambler? No, nobody picked the gambler. You know what? He's Dean Ambrose's dad. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Really? The gambler from WCW. Dean Ambrose's dad. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know this. It's old gambler Ambrose. Old gambler Ambrose. That's, look at at the picture of him. Look exactly alike. (laughs) Let me see. The gambler, WCW, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, it, uh, you know, it's poker cards with him. And... Oh, wow, yeah, he does look a lot like Dean That's Ambrose. his dad, dude, I'm telling you. Yes, it does. Yeah, that's that's pretty uncanny. I don't know if you guys can hear Pat, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is pretty uncanny. How about you know who uh, Seth Rollins' dad is? Who? That uh, Marquez guy from WCW. Oh, uh... Not, not Seth Marquez, Ian. No, no, no. No, he was with Gary Hart. Um, Marquez? No. Oh, my God. Come on. Al Perez. Al Perez, That's not Marquez. Al Perez. What an asshole, Ian. <laughs> Al Perez. Hey, everyone. If you want to see who Seth Rollins' dad is, look up Al Perez. That's him. <laughs> Seth Rollins is a second-generation wrestler. You heard it here first. Oh, I'm breaking it. I'm breaking news. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, well, how can we not talk about Dwayne Gill? Gilbert. Gilbert. Long time jobber. Long time jobber with his tag team partner, Barry Hardy. I have a lot of respect for Gilbert because that little man made a name for himself. Like, who would have thought? You know? Yeah. Yeah, being a, being a career jobber and then Vince brings him back to, in during the Attitude Era as like a joke. That yeah, was a janitor. What? He was a janitor. Dwayne Gill was a janitor? Yeah, he was. Oh, I didn't you know, didn't know that. I didn't know that. Holy no. shit, I have something here to know? Yeah, no, I didn't Look know he was up. a janitor. I'm telling you, Where, where is he a janitor? Out of school. Okay, okay, so he's a school janitor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, I'm not joking. Well, the knowledge here. Um, <laughs> see, do you remember, uh, he was one of the Ninja Turtles. What? <laughs> when the Ninja Turtles became a wrestling tag team. Oh, all right. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you meant like in the movie. No, that would be pretty I was like, cool. what? It's like, oh man. It's him against Kevin Nash. He's like, he plays Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> the Kawabunga dude. <laughs> He's trying to say something under the mask, but it's all muffled. He's like, I really like pizza. I want some pizza. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. But yeah, did you know that Goldberg like really wanted to beat him up? Yeah, I heard he was pissed off. Yeah, like he was really, really upset about. He's a fucking, he's an idiot, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like they had to like fill him in, like clue him in, like come on. Right, I feel like to be in this business, you cannot absolutely cannot take yourself seriously. Yeah, like you gotta be willing to like put all that aside and just do whatever's asked of you, and especially jobbers of all people. Yeah, exactly. Jobbers of all people. Yeah. No... You know who had no charisma? Who? Terry Daniels. Terry Daniels. Yes. Zero charisma. That's your man. That's your buddy. That's your hero. Terry Daniels. He is not. <laughs> He's not at all. Please. <sighs> please tell us your Terry Daniels story. Nah, I, mean, I told the story like a dozen times on this yeah, show but, already. But for maybe for people who haven't heard it. No, I think the same people listen to it as we can. We got it. Alright, I'll tell it. <laughs> so, No. My father, or long story short, is my father used to drive limos, and he was gonna bring home a wrestler. As he was, you know, wrestling in Providence or something, and he wanted to bring home a wrestler to meet me. I'm all excited. I'm thinking I'm gonna meet like someone like you know Hogan or Junkyard Dog at the very least. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe like Lanny Poffo. I don't care. <laughs> Out of the limo, a limo. I mean, why does Terry Daniels even have a limo in the first place? That's like another. That's another question. I don't know. Either way. Out pops Terry Daniels, dude. Yeah. You 
I was, you had to lift your jaw up off the pavement. My, I didn't know who it was. I said, "Hey, man, <laughs> hi, like, who are you?" Did your dad know who he was? My father had no idea. How was my father wasn't even a wrestling fan, <laughs> which is probably why he thought like that was a big deal. Cause he's like, yeah. "Oh, it's a wrestler. He doesn't give a shit who it is." You think that was his way, maybe, of trying to like dissuade you from liking wrestling like you just wanted to break your heart and maybe figure if he broke your heart by bringing a jobber to, to meet you like it would just crush your spirits no it would make me want to do it even more to meet someone like okay. one of my favorites right? right yeah I mean yeah I would think so but I mean I don't know if that feeling of disappointment just I was very disappointed yeah, I that. can imagine man I was asking my mom like who is it who yeah. is it and she's like I don't know and he yeah. probably told her and she legitimately didn't know because who knew who he was? He, it would have been funny if he uh, if he told your dad, like, oh, you know, I used to team with Sergeant Slaughter, but your dad just heard the name Sergeant Slaughter. Right. So he's telling you, like, oh, Sergeant Slaughter's going to yeah. gonna be he probably He probably thought it was Corporal Kirshner. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Said it was Private Terry Daniels. Shit, man. Very private, because nobody knew who he was. Yeah, I was so <laughs> mad. And, like, he was trying to do something nice for me. And I yeah. Was, that, that makes me an asshole, doesn't it? Like, you know, Why, because you don't appreciate the fact that your dad brought a jobber to see you. Yeah, it's not your fault. You didn't know who he was. Who He's really a, knows a jobber? Like that's right. that's the life of a jobber. People usually don't know who you are. Why did he have a car service though? Uh, like, that that baffles me. Maybe like Hogan. It was Hogan's and Hogan canceled, or maybe so, they, so they're gonna give us Terry Daniels. Yeah, they're, like, they're looking around the locker room. They're like, uh. <laughs> Oh, hey, Terry, you want a limo for a few hours? Oh, but before you take that limo, you have to go to Fall River to meet, <laughs> <laughs> to meet hey, this man. guy's son. You get a free limo for the night, you know? There might be a few stipulations, but man. He's a real big fan of you. <laughs> He's like, really? Dude, I don't even think I got his autograph. No? I don't know, I might have. Yeah. Then he's, like, then he's like, oh, you can watch me um, next week fight Rick Rude on Superstars and I was like ah man and did you watch it? Or of course I watched it oh you did watch it okay well yeah I mean it was like after church and wrestling's on of course I'm gonna watch it I'm like wow that's Terry Daniels like, that guy sucks <laughs> did you, back to Dwayne Gill by the way <laughs> um, did you know Dwayne Gill ended the career of Mark Marrow did he really? He did Mark Marrow was so frustrated with losing Jacqueline and you know being in a slump uh, that he said that if he lost to Dwayne Gill he would he would retire and Dwayne Gill beat him. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, Mark Merrow. That was it. Never looked back. That's it. No, he never came back. He never, <clears throat> never made a cameo. Nothing. What do you think? Um, he said when he he found out like you know. Sable was messing around on him with Brock Lesnar. Like, Feet don't fail me now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Running the opposite direction. She did screw wrong on him with him, right? Yeah. Did she screw wrong? Yeah, right. That's how we found out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay the movers to, <laughs> to, to deliver the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cut your losses and uh, just hope Brock doesn't come after you. <laughs> <laughs> she she cheats on him with, with Lesnar. Lesnar comes after him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want none of this. <laughs> He's like, I said you can have her. <laughs> Man. Jeez. Hey, again, back to Dwayne Gill. <laughs> 173 wins as the WWF light heavyweight champion. So you can't put him in a jobber category? <laughs> There's no way. 173 wins. And you know who he beat? Who? To, to win that light heavyweight title? Takamichinoku? Close Christian. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and he had it for so long, too. <laughs> like, he had it for so He won it in 98, and he lost it in 2000. Wow. What to S.A. Rios. Oh my god. So you have that that record setting title reign and uh But he's gonna be on a jobber's cat uh, Yeah, list. I know. Like No, you can't do it. Is it automatically off? Hey. I don't know. Did you know he was a janitor? <laughs> I believe I heard something about that. 
Our next list is Mikey from the Streets. We got Iron Mike Sharp, mm-hmm. Barry Horribleitz, Leaping Lanny Poffo, and Dangerous Danny Davis. Ooh, uh, I bet that's the only mention of Danny Davis. It is. I like it though. Yeah. That's different. The it's evil referee Bob's. started out as a referee in the early '80s, and uh, yeah, started in 1981. And in at like the end of '86, they started doing this whole character change with him, where he was favoring the heels. And how about you know from the match that you love? I mean, I love it too. But it's your favorite match, the Hogan Orndorff cage match. When uh, Danny Davis is at ringside and he beats up Joey Morella and he says that Paul Orndorff hit for his feet hit first. Yeah, that's the the uh, the beginning of the heel character. Yeah, heel persona. But I thought you were gonna mess with me. I thought you were gonna say uh, my favorite match was Valentine and Bobby Garvin. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm ready to cuss you out. But you're but, right. No, that was my favorite match was Orndorff and Hogan. But again, with Danny Davis, like he, it all. Well, all right. So he he costs Strike Force the tag team titles. So he lines himself with Jimmy Hart and the Hart Foundation. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Strike Force. It was the British Bulldogs. That's right. Um, because heading into WrestleMania three, it was uh, Coco Beware and no, it was Tito Santana. Tito Santana and the British Bulldogs. Against Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation. Is that what it was? WrestleMania 3? WrestleMania 3. Yeah. How do you. Oh, shit, man. Like, that's a very obscure storyline to remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Danny Davis got the, got the pin. He did. He did. So, again, is he really a jobber? Yeah, because he needed the Hart Foundation to, yeah. to get him there, right? That's true. That is true. He was also Mr. X. Really? Yes. No. But he didn't wrestle many matches. Like, I don't think he should be there. Though, at the I don't think he should be there at the end. No. Um, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I do think it's a cool pick because he didn't win a lot of matches, probably aside from that one at WrestleMania. Yeah. But you're right, it's still at WrestleMania. That's his WrestleMania moment. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Next list. Bobby on the beat. Four names that we are familiar with, and this this could be the Mount Rushmore. Brooklyn Brawler, Barry Horowitz, Iron Mike Sharp, Dwayne Gill. Uh, probably yeah. He's probably good. he probably nailed it. The so, next, uh, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh no, I was gonna say again, aside from Dwayne Gill, because how are you gonna? I mean, not that people would know that he held the title for that long. Yeah. Because how would they, unless they're you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So I can see a lot of people putting him on there. But I think if they knew that stat going into this podcast and into their submissions, they wouldn't have put him on there. Yeah, it might change their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think makes a job memorable? Didn't we just go over this at the beginning? No, did we? I think so. I'm going to do it again. Let's do it again. It's, all right, so... <laughs> the size, the guy like Mike Sharp. Yeah. Who looks like, you know, he could just wreck anybody. But, you know, put someone over and show the other guy's talents. Okay, our next list here is from Grunzamuck. S.D. Jones, Iron Mike Sharp, The Brooklyn Brawler, and Lanny Poffo. How can we have an episode where we talk about Lanny Poffo so much, where we can't talk about his party trick? Do you want? Do you really want to talk about his party <laughs> trick? Tell him. I mean, I, what I, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows what his party trick is. He can... I had just heard an interview recently with Don Morocco, and the interviewer asked him if he had ever seen Lanny Poffo's uh, party trick, and he said no, he hadn't seen it, but he heard about it, and he said that the person that would always say, you know, ask him about his party trick was the Dynamite Kid. So the Dynamite Kid was was the biggest fan of Lanny Poffo's trick. So you like Dynamite Kid like seeing people suck suck themselves off. I I think he just he found that to be so fascinating. And loved it. And he wanted everybody else to see it as well. I wonder if he brought Matilda in there to bear witness to maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. But I didn't Missy Hyatt said they got a big schlong, Lenny Poffo. She did. She did put she ranked him very highly on that uh that list of hers there. Yeah. That was a 
That was a good episode of uh, RF video, the shoot interviews. The shoot interviews, yeah. No, it wasn't RF. That was too... no, that was the um, that guy. Was that the you shoot series. I think so. Sean yeah. Oliver. Sean Oliver, because yeah, he's the one that does like all the rundown lists and all that. Yeah, stuff. that's what it was. That was a good one. I that enjoyed was a good that one. one. It was interesting. But Lanny, yeah, you know, hey, if I could do that, I probably wouldn't leave the house, right? <laughs> Why would you need to? You wouldn't. You're all set. <laughs> Our next list is from Carl's Collectibles, Barry Horowitz, Dwayne Gill, Iron Mike Sharp, and Dusty Wolf. Dusty Wolf. Dusty Wolf. Do do you have any memories whatsoever of Dusty Wolf? I have none. Well, when he was. How do you are? So you don't know this. Do you know? Do you know this off the top of your head? Dusty Wolf, I've known the name. I knew he was a jobber, but what I didn't know was that Dusty Wolf is Dale Wolf. Dale Wolf in WWF. Same guy. A jobber, yes. All right. And when he came into the company, Vince said, no, they're going to confuse him with Dusty Rhodes. Even though he looks nothing at all like Dusty Rhodes. Right. But I can see Vince's point. Another Dusty. Dusty? Yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, no Dusty. Only one Dusty around here. Dusty Wolf. Dusty Wolf. Dusty Wolf. Shit. <laughs> Should have been like Dusty Crotch or something. Dusty, <laughs> Dusty Wolf. Hey, he might not have been a jobber if uh, his name was Dusty Crotch. <laughs> I think he probably still a jobber at that point. Okay. Next. Hunting Nostalgia. Hunting Nostalgia actually has a very popular YouTube show about finding toys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, going on the road, finding toys, finding vintage toys. Really? Is yeah. he like the toy, hunt, the toy hunter there? Yeah. Toy, toy hunter. A toy hunter. Toy hunter. Toy hunter. Yeah, toy hunter. <laughs> I don't pronounce my T's. <laughs> That's cool. No, what's the name of the show? Hunting Nostalgia. Hunting Nostalgia. Is that the name of his channel too? Yes. yes. All right. Uh, so, he gives us the Brooklyn Brawler, S.D. Jones, Barry Horowitz, and Frankie Williams. Do not know who Frankie Williams is. Okay, but, but you, you gotta tell me. I'm gonna tell you, and you're gonna remember who Frankie <laughs> Williams is. He was the jobber that Roddy Piper beat up on Piper's Pit. No, the guy with the blue singlet. The yes, team? yes, it's Frankie that was, Williams. That was his name on Frankie uh, Williams. Yeah, the one that was like, "Oh, you're gonna show me respect over here." Yes, yes. The, the Portuguese. Roddy Piper. Ah, oh, I did not know that was his name. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Frankie <clears throat> Williams. Good and, for him. And then after that. He retired. That so, was it. That was that was his peak. But did he actually wrestle a match in WWE? Oh yeah, yeah. Like like, and that was like the culmination of his entire career. Was getting beat up on Piper's Pit. Hey, good for him, man. More than I ever did. More, <laughs> more than any of us ever did, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, shooting out, hey, seriously though, like shoot me that guy's uh, hunting nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, of course. His link. I will. We'll do that. Does he hunt down like uh, LJNs? Hunting his link. What is it? Does he hunt down like LJNs and stuff? Hunts down everything. Does he find any LJN on the black card? Unopened? I'm sure he has. Does he sell this stuff? Oh, I don't know if he... I don't think he sells stuff. He just hunts for it. For himself? Yeah, he's a gatherer. Does he buy it, though? Like, he buys this yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gotta sell me something. <laughs> <clears throat> He's got to have, like, an Ultimate Warrior on the black card or something. Yeah, but are you going to buy it for those prices? Well, if he's, you know, maybe he'll, uh, he'll work with I don't think he's going to give it to you for, like, you know, a quarter of the price. I'll give him a Justin Herbert rookie. He'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Next list is from Paulicious. He gives us Frankie Williams, S.D. Jones, Lanny Poffo, and the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. Ooh, Pete Doherty, dude. Yeah. He would wrestle every single Boston Garden show. Yeah, and then he transitioned into a commentator. Did he? For the Boston shows. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Duke yeah. of Dorchester. Yes. He was from Dorchester. What gave it away? Because they used to say, Hailing from Dorchester, Massachusetts. <laughs> I saw him at a Ring of Honor show in Dorchester. They brought him in. To, uh, I guess, you know, kind of pay respect to him for being a long-time jobber. 
Remember we saw Oscar buying tickets at the Providence Civic Center for a show? You really think he was buying them, or do you think that there were tickets set aside for him? Oscar? I, yeah. I think if tickets were set aside for him, he'd like, be able to go by the back. Well, he had to go pick them up at Will Call. Yeah, I'll probably order them at home on the phone. All right, all right. He's like, hi, my name is Oscar, and I'm going to be there in a little while and pick up my tickets. But he was in Men on a Mission. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nobody voted for him either. What do you mean that we vote for him? Wow, well, you don't think he would be on a, a, a potential candidate on here? No, he never wrestled. <laughs> no, but he sure got beat up a lot. Kind of. He wasn't like... Didn't they did up. a tune on him backstage. The Steiner Brothers. That's right. They used to shit in his bag and stuff, right? Yeah. Strung him up by his feet and peed on him. Yeah, that's not right. Man. Yeah. That's bullshit. <clears throat> Bunch of bullies. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Next, a list from my boy Benny. We have Iron Mike Sharp, The Italian Stallion, Coco Beware, and Paul Roma. Paul Roma, a former horseman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's associated with a group like the Horsemen. Yep. I don't think you can have Paul Roma on that. I mean, Jim Powers, yeah, we went over that earlier. <laughs> but you can't put Paul Roma on that yeah, list. Yeah, he was in Power and Glory, who... Yeah, he, team a job or he tag was team, but pretty notable tag teams, pretty notable name. What about Coco Beware? I mean, he was a pretty <laughs> big name too. He had the bird, Frankie. All right, first of all, <clears throat> now I understand that Steve Lombardi will probably be in. Um, I don't see Iron Mike Sharp going in, but maybe like a Barry Horowitz going into the Hall of Fame. Coco Beware was a Hall of Famer early on. Like in the Hall of Fame process. Yeah. I don't think you can put someone who's in the Hall of Fame currently on the jobber list. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a, uh, that's a stretch. That's a stretch for Coco Beware. I mean, no, he didn't win a lot. No. He was, he, he was in the first Raw match mm-hmm. against Yokozuna, and he lost there. Right. Uh, but I still don't think you can call him a jobber, especially since he was so memorable. Yeah, he wasn't a career jobber. Yeah. The Birdman. <laughs> Yeah, but I can see why people would call him a jobber. Yeah, I mean, he didn't win many matches, but he did still win matches. Yeah, yeah, and pile driver, come on. Oh, the the video. Yeah. Yeah. Video slash song. Next list here is from Extreme Dragon, and they tried to pull a fast one on us here. Oh. By voting for actually a tag team. Bill and Randy Mulkey, the Mulkey brothers. Okay. Also on the list, Virgil, uh-huh. George South, and the Brooklyn Brawler. So let's start with the Mulkies. Do you know? Are you familiar with the um, Mulkies? I'm not familiar with the Mulkies. So they were a tag team in uh, Crockett Promotions, and they became famous because everybody started keeping track of how many times they lost because they really they would lose all the time, mm-hmm. and. It got to zero and one hundred and eighty, so it's like the reverse of Goldberg, right? Um, and they got that first win by going up against this team, the Gladiators, and they were building up this team for like a month mm-hmm. with you know vignettes and promos and stuff like that. And then this tag team finally makes their debut, and the Mulkies beat them. Mulky Mania ran wild. Really? Yeah. So like they were. They never won again, but, right. you know. That's kind of cool. Everybody got behind them for that one victory. Kind of like a Barry Horowitz thing. Exactly. Except Barry Horowitz won more than one match. I yeah. Think. Did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, so, I kind of like that. But, like, alright, so, there you go. Jobber tag teams, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Who, who likes some jobber tag teams, you think? Uh, Man, that's a there. tough one. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's so many I can't think of one. I know, right? Uh, (laughs) I mean, the first one really that came to mind was the Killer Bees, but I mean... No, they weren't... They they won. Yeah, High Voltage was Owen Hot. Techno Team 2000. Yes, them. Fire and Ice. Oh my god, Ice Train. Ice Train, yeah. Oh, awesome. Firebreaker Chip. The what? Firebreaker Chip. Fire and Ice. Firebreaker Chip. Firebreaker Chip, yeah. Was his partner? At one point... That was Scott Norton. Well, yeah, that was for... Wait. It was Scott Norton. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Who the hell's Firebreaker Chip? 
Well, he was another guy. Where? Like in a WCW. Tag team? In WCW. Yeah. Was he a tag team? Yeah. yeah. With who? I thought he was with Ice Cream, but well, apparently, apparently not. not. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So we had? we had the Mulgan. Oh, what do you think about Virgil? Virgil as a as a jobber. <clears throat> uh, Virgil doesn't belong on any list anywhere. Not even managers. No, just get him out. The guy's an idiot. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Sometimes I find him to be humorous. Recre- recreating history in his image. He never wrestled humorous. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he did. On like a WCW Saturday night. Possibly. Yeah, he probably did. Uh, any memories of George South? None. Okay. Tell me about him. Well, no. I mean, really. Jobber for uh, Crocker Promotions and for WWF. Uh, and he is still wrestling today. Really? Yeah. How old is that man? I don't know offhand, but uh, I'm going to guess somewhere late 60s, maybe 70s. Well, I'm going to guess he's wrestling in the tag team because <laughs> he's probably too old to carry a match with his partner, George North. <laughs> <clears throat> There's no way a guy's carrying a match at 85 years old, dude. Oh, he's 59. How old was he when he was wrestling? He had to be 17? very young. <laughs> yeah, he's only 59. Oh. Born 1962. Wow. <clears throat> All right. What? So, how was it? Uh, well done. That was another. Oh, uh, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Well and Timothy Dunn. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, the Conquistadors. Yep. Wow. I want to say the Heavenly Bodies, man, but no, they but they won. They did they, win. They won like it's a shame. There. It's a shame the Heavenly Bodies were never tag team champions. Yeah, they could. They were like highly run. underrated. I think. I agree. I yeah. agree. That whole act. Right. That whole act was good. Remember the Blue Brothers? What a stupid game. Oh wow! Was. Managed by Uncle Zebakaya. Yeah, man. Dumb. Wow. Yeah, so there are some jobber tag teams out there. Good stuff. All right, next. Suplex Sam. Huh? That's the person's name, Suplex Sam. They vote for Kurt Hawkins, beautiful Bobby Eaton, Louis Spicoli, and Aldo Montoya. What a hodgepodge of a list we have here. Okay, first of all, Bobby Eaton was not a jobber at all. No, no. Like maybe in his maybe in that guy's book he was a jobber, but yeah, I I wouldn't put Bobby Eaton on the jobber list. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, I mean, yeah, he did have that whole gimmick where he was losing constantly mm-hmm. in WWE. So okay, that makes sense. Uh, Louis Spicoli, mm. no, I don't know about that. He had a good career in ECW. wasn't spectacular, but no, he made a name for himself there. And certainly wasn't a jobber. Like Brad Radford, yeah, that was a jobber. Yeah. Know? But it was just a stupid gift that was given to him. He was, Louis Piccoli was not a career jobber. He was a career jobber for like maybe, what, six months in WWE? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that list. I don't yeah. like that one. And uh, Aldo Montoya. But are we talking Aldo Montoya, the Portuguese man of war? Are we talking about yeah. the, the man, Just Incredible? No. PJ Palacio. If it was Just Incredible, I think you would have said Just Incredible. He went with Aldo Montoya. This is this is line that we've created here, and I don't know which way to tow it because we just said Louis Spagoli, but yeah. does he mean Rad Radford? You know what I mean? You know, but that's interesting because if he put Aldo Montoya and he meant Rad Radford for Louis Spagoli, you mm-hmm. think he would have put Rad Radford, right? You know, Possibly. like he specifically put Aldo Montoya and Louis Spagoli. Okay. Either way, I, I, just, I mean, Aldo Montoya won a couple of matches, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, so. Take him out. Yeah. No. Sorry, Suplex Sam. Thank you for your list, but we just don't agree with See, it. See, when you said Suplex Sam, I thought that was the name of a jobber. Oh. That like, would that's be, why I was confused. That would be a pretty good name for a jobber, yeah. Suplex Sam. Yeah. His finishing move is a leg drop. <laughs> But he always loses by suplex. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. It's got a glass Joe from Punch Out. <coughs> oh man! All right, we got a list here from Daryl in Georgia. 
Gilberg, the Brooklyn Brawler, Al Snow, and the Repo Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Al Snow. You know... I don't think Al Snow is a jobber. From what I can remember, I, I thought Daryl came with some pretty good lists. He usually, did. Usually, he right? Did. He's, they make sense. You know, I, I think I've agreed with a couple of them. Yeah. Whatever. That's an awful... Awful. Well, all right. Well, fifty percent of it is pretty good. Gilberg and Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, right, they'll probably be there at the end. But Al Snow, who had a great gimmick oh. with the head. That's what I'm saying. That one name just throws off the whole list. Yeah, it doesn't make the list credible to me. And then Repo Man. Even Repo Man's kind of a stretch. It is a stretch. Yeah, because he won a couple, a few matches. Yeah, and they. I mean, they did a lot. I like that character. Yeah, yeah, but the, but. Then again, there there draws a line there too. Is you know. I know. Who do you? Does he, does he axe? Is he Repo Man? Is he... Yeah. All I know is what's mine is mine. <laughs> what's yours is mine too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny you say that because when we reveal our lists at the end, on my list I was gonna put Brian Kendrick, but I'm like, nah, he's, not a he, he's a personal. No, he's he's not a jobber. He's won pay per view matches. Um, and he's just more of a, a personal favorite that just happens to lose quite often. Um, so yeah, sorry, Daryl. Better luck next time. But thank you again for your list. Our next list is from Wrestle War. I think you're gonna like this one, Brian. Lanny Poffo, yes. Dwayne Gill, Barry Horowitz, and Rusty Brooks. Who the hell is Rusty Brooks? Oh, you remember Rusty Brooks? He was like the really overweight jobber. From the mid '80s and WWF, uh, he even fought Hulk Hogan on TV one time. No, no. Did you ever see Super Duper Mario? No, I don't think so. No, he was uh, he was a wrestler, and he was Rusty Brooks. No, and he dressed up like Mario. This not really about. At and he was all. Super Duper Mario. <laughs> Sounds awful. But he became a trainer in Florida, and he trained the likes of Luna. Gangrel. Gangrel. MVP. Okay. Norman Smiley. Nice. Connor from The Ascension. See, Norman Smiley, there's a guy that, uh, you know, you could probably put on the jobber list, but he wasn't really a jobber. Yeah, because he was the WCW hardcore champion while he was kind of a jobber. Right. Duke Drozzi. Duke Drozzi, yeah. There all, you, go. you know, all those new generation guys. Yeah, the pug. Bret Hart. <laughs> I thought you were going to wait a few more. We could have kept that routine going a little bit. <laughs> Still had T.L. Hopper. Bagoon! Dude, dude, there's a Mantar. Mantar. Yeah. Come on, let's keep Abe Schwartz. You, were done, you yep. mentioned him earlier. Battle Cat. I don't really remember Battle Cat. No? Oh. No, I, I kind of do. Like I, I can picture it in my head now. Yeah. Battle Cat. Fantasio. Oh, the magician. magician guy. Yeah, and like all his tricks like didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like these all a bad magician. He was a terrible magician. He was a chopper, he was, uh, he was a chopper Dude, magician. I think well, honestly though, if they would have just kept that going, yeah. that would have been great because like he can't he's he can't win and he can't do magic. Yeah. Wow. What about Outback Jack? Oh remember him? From yeah. the yeah, from the, the Outback. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll straight. Uh, yeah, the, the British Bulldogs tortured him. Did they? Like in the locker room? They tied him to the roof of their car and drove down the highway with him. I didn't know that. <laughs> naked. He was naked on the roof of the car. They drugged him. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. And then they like shaved his head and everything and he quit. No, I had no idea yeah. that happened. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Tough, huh? That's crazy. Scorpion 87 votes for Barry Horowitz. The Brooklyn Brawler. Another vote for the Mulkies. And Funaki. Huh. Yeah, what do you think about Funaki? That kind of works. Interesting pick, man. Yeah. An, I just don't think he wrestled enough to... For me, I don't know. Yeah. He did that Kai and Tai gimmick. Yeah. Which, you know, he was in, still in the gimmick storyline type of deal. True. But it's, it's thinking outside the box. I don't mind it. It's no. I mean that that's definitely the only vote we got for Funaki. But, what was uh, his uh his like his thing is shtick? Funaki SmackDown yeah. number one. Yeah, that's what it was. Backstage right? interviewer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, we only have one list left from Dragon Rana, Gilberg, Iron Mike Sharp, Barry Horowitz. And we certainly saved the best for last year. The Mean Street Posse. All of them, huh? All three of them. No, dude. <laughs> no. It's, I like the pick. It's funny. But the person got away with six people on their Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting pick. It's, no, they shouldn't be on there. They won matches. They were, weren't they like the, tag, the hardcore champions? And yep, yep. Were they tag team champions at all? I don't think they were tag team champions. But they were... I don't know if the record still stands, but they were in the highest rated Raw match of all time. Really? Against Patterson and Briscoe. Like the most viewers of any Raw match. Good for them. Yeah. Like, that's a very strange record to hold. Who do you remember the most out of the Main Street Posse? Pete Gass. Gass, (laughs) Pete Gass. Like, gee, I wonder how this guy got his nickname. (laughs) I was going to say, me too, man. Pete Gass is the one. They get kicked out of parties all the time because of Pete Gass. Rodney. (laughs) Your wrestling career. (laughs) Your name's Rodney. (laughs) I was a WWF wrestler. What was your name? Rodney. Get out of here. (laughs) Pete Gass. What was your wrestling name, bud? Pete Gass. Uh, Joey Abs is like the only one that like Yeah, like Joey Abs, but I don't know if he had abs, but <laughs> No, he probably didn't, but that's that's what made it that's, funny. That's yeah. Although <laughs> he always wrestled with a shirt and vest on though. That's true. He should have been fat and like wore no shirt. He should have been Joey Vest. Well yeah, Joey, yeah. I mean why why would why would your last name be abs if you're not gonna show your abs? Joey Khakis. Pete Gas was Pete Gas and never fought him. <laughs> Well, he certainly wasn't handing out free gas cards. He should His gimmick was a, a gas station attendant. <laughs> they go out super. Uh... <laughs> after, after, well, I mean, he'd be a jobber, so he wouldn't win. But if he did win, he'd take like the squeegee, yeah. the squeegee his <laughs> Pete Gas, man, we could have made you some serious money. <laughs> All right. So, before we reveal the results here, Brian, who is on your Mount Rushmore of Jobbers? Oh, man. All right. So, I'm going to go the Brooklyn Brawler. Because yeah. The Brooklyn Brawler, man. Memorable. Memorable. Hey, what about the time he beat Triple H? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Smackdown. I don't... Rolled him up. Got a small package on him and pinned him. Really? One, two, three. Yep. I don't remember that at all, yeah. man. That's crazy. How can people say, uh, I don't job, uh, I lost to the Brooklyn Brawler, uh. How about when, uh... <laughs> yeah? That's awesome. Dude, I totally, totally lost my train of thought. Oh, that's uh, what I was going to say. I, 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 I do remember it. I remember it. I remember it. Okay, what is it? I remember... <laughs> How about when the Hurricane beat The Rock, dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you call Hurricane a jobber? Probably not, huh? That's what I was going to say. Like, is he the is he a jobber? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And you know who else came to mind, too? Actually, two people came to mind. Uh, one was Spike Dudley, but he won too much. And then the other one was Mikey Whipwreck, but he was ECW world champion. Yeah, he was. You know, so, no. But then I was thinking, okay, well, that's underdogs. So that would be another list. Mount Rushmore of underdogs. Right. Jobbers, that's totally different. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with SD Jones number okay. two because he just do it. I mean, yeah. he lost nine seconds to King Kong Bundy. Yep, I mean, King Kong Bundy's big and imposing, and yes. they were they were like you know trying to get him over big at the time. Yeah, but still, like yeah. But then like he's got two action figures, like you said. It's true. But, but maybe again, they made the action figures for the guys to like beat up on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They probably didn't even think that much into it. Somebody's gonna lose though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So maybe. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with those two. Um, man, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Okay. But Barry Horowitz because oh, yeah. it's just yeah. Barry Horowitz, right? Yeah. Of like course. he's synonymous with jobbing. Yeah. The only reason he won a match was because he was a jobber, which is weird, right? That is weird. Yeah. Wow. That's like some John Lennon stuff there. What? The only way to be a jobber is 
to be the jobber. <laughs> and my last one is Jerry Flynn. Oh man, Jerry Flynn! Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever been as excited as I just was to hear Jerry Flynn's name. Dude, he was wow. huge, right? Like the guy man. never, ever, ever won a match. Wow. You know something though? I am a tad disappointed. Why? Because you didn't pick Mike Enos. Ah, uh, Mike. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> categorized. Categorized. Tongue tied. I'm very tongue tied. I'm categorizing Mike Penis <laughs> as like you know a Beverly brother. Like, yes. He was, yes. He's Mike P. Enos. Mike. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. He deserves so much more. Maybe. No, he did. <laughs> Alright, I gotta go. Barry Horowitz, Brooklyn Brawler. Oh man, you gotta it's gotta be Dwayne Gill. That's gotta be Dwayne Gill. You know he was a janitor? <laughs> I, I I did hear something about I'm gonna that. find I'm gonna I, I did hear something about that. Ahead, I'm sorry. Um Oh jeez. You know, I wanna, I wanna vote Lanny Poffo, but I gotta go with uh, Mike Sharp only because Lanny Poffo. Is... I should have voted for Mike Sharp, dude. Oh, you didn't vote for Mike Sharp. I didn't vote for Mike Sharp. Wow. Oh no. Wow. All right, I want to take SD Jones out of there. And put okay. Mike Sharp, because special delivery. Jerry Flynn's gotta be on. I, I'm surprised. Okay. All right. Me too. Yeah. Man, forget Mike Sharp. Mike Sharp. Yep. That's the ultimate. I, I said it in the beginning. That's the ultimate jobber. Yeah. So it would be kind of foolish if he was not on your list so yes we we gotta allow the substitution here thank you you're welcome yeah. you're welcome you owe me godfather <laughs> so let's let's go with the results here Brian we're gonna start from the bottom up this time so each of these got two votes each the Mulkey Brothers the Italian Stallion and Frankie Williams with four votes S.D. Jones Five votes, leaping Lanny Poffo. Now here it is, the Mount Rushmore, with six votes, Dwayne Gill slash Gilberg. Seven votes, Iron Mike Sharp. And nine votes apiece, Barry Horowitz and the Brooklyn Brawler. Brawler, Horowitz, Sharp, Dwayne Gill. That's a heck of a Survivor Series team right there. Oh, that's the ultimate Survivor Series team. <laughs> to get beat. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I mean, aside from all the others, I don't like Dwayne Gill. No? Wow. No, dude, because, I mean, dude, you put you brought up that stat. Since you brought up that stat, I mean, it changed my mind on everything. Yeah. Yeah, he did get 173 wins. That's a lot. As light heavyweight champion. So, that's the opposite of a jobber. Even though it was just to make fun of Goldberg. But still, it is what it is. <laughs> and you, yeah, Goldberg was an idiot. Yeah, he, and he really did. He, he really wanted to... Uh, find Dwayne Gill and beat him up and Dwayne Gill's apparently such a nice guy he's doing his job that yeah. is very nice to the kids at school that he, he, <laughs> because he you, like you said he's a janitor dude he is I'm... <laughs> <sighs> you I... don't want me to close this show because you want to get this I want I want to find where he janitors at where he janitors at you think he's still janitors no didn't he pass no Dwayne Gill is very much alive Oh, I'm sorry. Thank God. No, I am sorry. I, I didn't know. He hasn't done the ultimate job yet. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> well. Maybe it's custodian. I'm trying to Google this. <laughs> just like just like it's enhancement talent instead of. Yes. Wow. This is. Wow. What? He works at a school. It's called Ellsworth School. Thank you. James Ellsworth is another person that could have been on this he, list. And did you know he and James Ellsworth are like best friends? Yes, I did know that. They they could have been a jobber tag team, and maybe with their jobber powers combined, maybe they could have won a match. Right. That would be a cool angle. Now, is he the head custodian of that, at that school? Or? I would think so. I mean, don't they know who they have on their staff? <laughs> don't you know who this man is? Dwayne Gale, 173 Williams. Well, have a way champion. I'm Big happy Christian. Now. World champion. Not the way Gail Christian was. I'm happy now. At least, like, you know, I was right about it. Yeah. So, yes. Dwayne Gill. Wow. Wouldn't that be really funny, though, if he gets offended by the term jobber and has to correct people and say, no, I was an enhancement talent. And they say, oh, what are you doing now? 
<laughs> the sanitation engineer. <laughs> oh, you're a janitor? No! <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, of course not. Everybody's going to make a living. Just so happens that he had uh, two career choices with very um, specific job titles as to not offend people. He's a janitor. <laughs> Sanitation engineer! <laughs> I think his name tag says Gilbert or Dwayne. Mr. Gil. Is it like D apostrophe Wayne? D. <laughs> oh boy. So, the next time that we do this, this is going to be a fun one. We are going to do the Mount Rushmore of Who Should Have Been World Champion. Yes, I like that one. So... Whoever you think should have been world champion, put it on Mount Rushmore. We're going to find out who are the four people who should have been world now, champion. Now, all right, can, can we clarify this, though? Yes. So, people might pick Rick Rude because... Okay, yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? So, should it be WWF champion, then? But I think the kind list... tough. You think so? I think, yeah, I think so, because think about it. I could you could put Arn Anderson on your list, yeah. and I could have seen Arn Anderson as, say, WCW NWA champion, but I couldn't see him as WWF champion. Right, but I wouldn't put him on my list because he wasn't. He didn't have longevity for okay for that title. Like, I'm just saying, I think I could pick. I could probably pick you a four right now as WWF champion. Who was it? Yeah, it's going to be tough because you think about Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat was NWA champion but wasn't WWF champion. Right. So, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to vote for Ricky Steamboat. We can do that then. We'll try it. So, WWF champion. So, the Mount Rushmore of who should have been WWF champion because another name, Mr. Perfect, but he was the AWA champion. Right. And at the time, that meant something. So, yeah, let's do WWF champion. So who should have been the WWF champion? And uh, are we are we counting Andre's title reign as a championship? Mm. Because I think he should have been champion. Um, I don't know if that's that counts. It doesn't yeah, count. It, it's tough because that didn't count for years, and then all of a sudden, when like it became like nostalgia was cool, mm. they were like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's Andre was champion. Yeah, yeah of course he was." Alright, so how about uh, Teddy Biasi? Uh, I'm going to say no, because according to Jack Tunney, that decision did not stand. So, he, so the he belt was, was around Biasi's waist, but he never... Alright, was stolen. You, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you do know that Jack Tunney was a fictional character. What are you talking about? Isn't he the president of the world? The world? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. <laughs> Alright, so I just want to clarify those yes. few things. Alright, so yes. Mount Rushmore of who should have been WWF champion. So, for Brian... Get those lists in and uh, vote Ted DiBiase. <laughs> yeah, and also, go on our Instagram page, square.circle.history. Go on our YouTube, Squared Circle History. Uh, Facebook... I don't know, even know if that's still a thing anymore. I, I don't really go on Facebook anymore, but if people still find our page on Facebook, we're on there. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. We're on there. We're on there. We're on something. This is Ian saying goodnight.